Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Today, we're going to talk about the Republican decision to move forward with an impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden. And I interview Congressman Jared Moskowitz about that very effort, whether he thinks Republicans will actually end up holding a vote on impeachment or just dragging this thing out for the next 11 months, and his thoughts on George Santos's new venture outside of Congress. I'm Brian Tyler Cohen, and you're listening to No Lie. The House has formally voted to move forward with an impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden. So I want to talk about why this is happening but also more importantly, whether it'll impact Joe Biden. Now, of course, this whole thing was done with the blessing of the new Republican speaker, Mike Johnson, who only four short years ago railed mercilessly against the prospect of a one-party impeachment. The founding fathers, the founders of this country warned against single-party impeachment. They said that it would be bitterly divisive, perhaps irreparably divisive for the country. The founders of this country warned us against a single-party impeachment because they feared it would bitterly and perhaps irreparably divide our nation. The founders of this country warned against a single-party impeachment. You know why? You guys know why. Because they feared it would bitterly and perhaps irreparably divide our nation. The founding fathers warned us. I mean, they feared a single-party impeachment. They knew that it would bitterly divide the country. It might be irreparable damage to the country. And of course, now we're in the midst of, you guessed it, a one-party impeachment. And even the invocation of the founding fathers themselves was apparently not enough to dissuade Mike Johnson from plowing forward. And, uh... Before I say another word, I I think it would be wholly irresponsible of me not to mention that conspicuously absent in all of this is evidence of any wrongdoing by Joe Biden. And that's something that Republicans admit. They're saying now that they need to open impeachment inquiry so that they can find evidence of high crimes or misdemeanors. But that's not how this works. You don't start the process of prosecuting someone so that you can hopefully find proof that they did something worth prosecuting them for. You prosecute them because you already have some proof. Jamie Raskin lays this out perfectly when he says that normally you watch a whodunit where you have a crime and you figure out who committed it. In this case, it's a what is it because they've got Joe Biden, but no one has a clue what he actually did. And by the way, don't take my word for it. Republicans are being asked to their faces to explain what evidence of a crime they have. And uh, this is one example of how those conversations are going. What, what, what is the specific constitutional crime that you're investigating? Well, we're having an inquiry, so we can do an investigation. It can okay. the production of witnesses. <laughs> and what and, is the crime and, you're investigating? And documents. High crimes, misdemeanors, and bribery. What high crime and misdemeanor are you investigating? Look, I, I will, once I get time, I will explain what we're looking at, and I will make the equivalency no, I'm just of asking you the for last the, impeachment. I, and yet still, that hasn't slowed them down. And the reason is obvious. They need to offer up the optics of corruption by Joe Biden. There will come a point where this will be dragged out so long and become such a long-running bit on right-wing media that people will begin to believe that he did something wrong, regardless of the fact that there is not a modicum of evidence actually proving it. And it's a well-trod path for Republicans. This is exactly the same playbook that they used against Hillary Clinton when uh, they hammered away at her email scandal relentlessly to the point where the entire Republican base believed that she committed the gravest national security sin in modern American history. And of course, that wasn't even close to true because if they actually believe the bullshit they were peddling, 
then they would have mentioned it even once when Ivanka Trump got caught doing the same thing in the Trump White House. But, you know, guess it's only dangerous when a Democrat does it. In any case, it worked back in 2016, and they want it to work again now, which is why they're plowing ahead with this sham effort despite no evidence to actually back it up. Which raises the question, can it work? And the answer is yes. Again, it's worked before. Hillary is proof of that. They know what they're doing. They know that if they can pepper their audience and their supporters with the same narrative day in and day out, that eventually it'll start to stick. But here's the difference. The left largely ignored the Hillary email stuff because we assumed that it wasn't worth our energy to respond, that we wouldn't validate what was clearly a political hit job by reacting to it. And what did that do? That created a vacuum on the left that the right was perfectly content to fill with disinformation. They got to run that campaign for months and months and months with zero pushback. They dictated the terms of the narrative, and because they were unopposed, their narrative won out. So with that in mind, we cannot cede this ground to those purveyors of disinformation on the right. We have to come out fast and loud about the fact that there is zero evidence of wrongdoing, that the only quote-unquote smoking gun they've presented is like a $1,300 car loan repayment, that their own witnesses, including right-wing hack Jonathan Turley, said during their only impeachment inquiry hearing that there is no basis for impeachment, that Republican senators have already come out and said that there's no basis for impeachment. If they want to plow ahead with this nakedly partisan scheme, then we have to recognize that this is a target-rich environment and hammer away at them. Look, the fact that there's no justification to impeach Joe Biden is an issue that unites the Democrats and divides the Republicans. When we have issues like that, issues that we are clearly on the correct side of, we shouldn't be afraid to exploit them. Republicans are quite literally lying. There is no reason whatsoever that we shouldn't crush them day in and day out on this issue. The reality is that Republicans benefited from Democrats pretending that the lies would never hurt them last time. This time we all know better. We very clearly own the truth here, so we should absolutely also own the narrative. Next up is my interview with Jared Moskowitz. Now we've got Congressman Jared Moskowitz. Thanks for coming back on. Thanks for having me. So the Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. House Republican conference has voted unanimously now to approve an impeachment inquiry against Joe Biden. Does there seem to be no qualms from your Republican counterparts that there's no proof to back this impeachment inquiry up? Like literally no evidence. Well, I mean, don't listen to what I've said. Listen to them. (laughs) Many of them have admitted 
there's no evidence. And in fact, what they've said is just a myriad of different reasons why they need the inquiry. First is, well, we need the inquiry because we need to find uh, the potential crime. That's what Jamie Raskin has been saying. What is the crime? And they can't name what they're what they're investigating. So they're investigating to investigate. Uh, basically, is what is what right. that vote was. They'll they'll also say that well, they've found some stuff, mostly about Hunter, of course, who isn't president. Okay, and you know this will allow them to find more. Others are even more blunt, and they say this is a this is hurting him in the polls. This is about helping Donald Trump, which is really what this is about. Let me remind you, Donald Trump has fifty percent of the impeachments in American history, and he has 100% of the indictments in American history for a president. Joe Biden has none of that stuff. But to give you an idea of how how confident they are in their supposed evidence that they've uncovered, how important they believe this vote really is, the seriousness of the impeachment inquiry, literally within 24 hours of taking the vote, they ran out of town for three weeks, left, they're not holding any hearings. I mean, if really someone had committed a crime, if really they were on the precipice of breaking news, if really this was so important to the American people, you stay. You don't right. leave. No, they ran away from their vote. And so one of the things that I've been saying, and and look, you know, Chairman Comer and I, I think we're, we're going to be friends eventually. <laughs> uh, probably not. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I doubt. Eh, maybe. Who knows? Um but in this impeachment about nothing, which is really that's why it's the Seinfeld impeachment. The only thing I think Comer is really close to discovering after the tens of thousands of pages that have been turned over by this White House, something the Trump White House never did during those investigations. The only thing I think Chairman Comer is really on the cusp of of really just getting and will be able to tell the American people when he finally gets to it is that all the evidence points to the fact that Joe Biden is the father of Hunter Biden. I, I think it's going to be conclusive. I think it's going to be, I think it's, I think the, the evidence will be overwhelming. And then look, James will have a win. He'll finally have a win. Failure theater will be over. He'll be able to go in front of the cameras uh, and he'll be able to say that the preponderance of the evidence uh, that Hunter is indeed the son of Joe Biden. Yeah, well, we look forward to that revelation. Uh, until then, footage has surfaced from four years ago when Mike Johnson had come out numerous times against an impeachment by one party, and that was, of course, against Donald Trump. And lo and behold, this impeachment inquiry will move forward with the support of only one party. So what's your message to Speaker Johnson now in light of this hypocrisy? Well, look, Speaker Johnson most recently compared himself to Moses, um, usually not a comparison that most people make. Uh, someone should remind Speaker Johnson <laughs> Moses wandered in the desert for 40 years, which seems to be kind of how Johnson's speakership is going. Uh, but he said he, he said he would he prayed. Johnson said he prayed that this would not happen, that a one party impeachment would not happen. And we wouldn't impeach somebody because we didn't like him. Well, Johnson's prayers are not going to be answered because he's not answering his own prayer. He's the speaker. Someone should remind him that he has the power to answer his own prayer and to prevent a one party impeachment and to prevent impeaching someone because they don't like them. So, look, you know, there it's the height of hypocrisy. Obviously, the 118th Congress is is full of that. And Johnson is helping lead what I think will go down as a historic Congress. The 118th. Right. Well, um, will uh, remove a member, will remove a speaker, 
and we'll open up an impeachment inquiry with no evidence. You know, Republicans are going to continue finding no evidence against Joe Biden, but that doesn't seem to matter to Republicans because they still get the optics of corruption. And at the end of the day, that's what they're looking for. So can you speak to that? Well, no, there's definitely a level of let's drag this out as long as we can. Let's prosecute it in the media. We'll go on Fox News. We'll go on Newsmax. We'll go on OWN where they don't ask us any tough questions. You've seen what happens when they go on other networks and they ask tough questions about the evidence. You know, James Comer, you know, he's like Nick Cage and National Treasure. He's just like all over the place uh, and, and he can't answer any of the stuff. Um, but but that's really what they're doing at the moment. They're going to prosecute this in the press. They'll say, well, look at Joe Biden's numbers. They'll take full credit for that. You know, Donald Trump, who's given these instructions to the Republicans to do this because he doesn't want to be the only one who's been impeached. Right. Uh, a twice kind of, kind of to devalue this whole process and to say, right. look, everybody can get impeached now. Correct. Correct. Because really what he wanted is he wanted the Republicans to remove the impeachments. Remember that those bills were filed to expunge the impeachment, something we've not seen uh, ever before. That didn't go anywhere. So when that Trump plan didn't work, they're going with this plan, which is, well, you know, let's try to muddy up Joe Biden. Uh, And so, you know, that's that's really the focus. But again, look, Speaker Johnson, he's in charge of this. He's really delivering for Donald Trump. It's not about the evidence. We are really continuing to devalue the point of impeachment, and we're continuing to break the institution every single solitary day. Congress doesn't really do much anymore, um, you know, other than, like I said, remove a speaker, remove a member, and open up an impeachment inquiry with zero evidence. Do you think they'll actually vote on an impeachment at any point in the next 11 months, or just keep this process going to give the optics of corruption? No, 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 they're going to vote. I've had this debate with a lot of the moderate members who have said, well, I'm not for impeaching the president, but, you know, there's enough to open up an inquiry. And I have said, right, but that starts the clock, right? Because here are the two things that are definitely sure. One is, once they open up an impeachment inquiry, are the Republicans going to do this for six months and say, well... We still haven't found anything, which is why we're not doing the impeachment, right? Because that's what the media is going to say, which is if you found overwhelming evidence, why haven't you impeached him? The second thing is, do you think the Freedom Caucus and Marjorie Taylor Greene are going to let them not do an impeachment vote, right? She's going to call for it. It's going to be a privileged motion. They're going to continue to try to to try to force an impeachment vote. So they've backed themselves into the corner. uh, These moderates who represent Biden districts, there's like 15 or 16 of them that represent Biden districts that Biden won in the election, they're going to have to explain the American people when they eventually have to take that impeachment vote, why they voted one way or another. And oh, by the way, if they vote against impeachment, right? I mean, that's really, really an interesting political question. They only have a four vote majority, which is continuing to dwindle by the moment. And so there's no room for error. If they don't have all those moderates on board for impeachment, they can't call the vote because then it would fail, which it should fail because there isn't any evidence, but that's not going to be what makes Donald Trump happy. He'll be very upset about that. You know, this is taking up all of the House Republican conferences time. Is this the best? Oh, because they're so busy. They're so busy <laughs> well, helping the American people. Well, You're that's, right. That's, they weren't that's doing the- this. They would be doing substantive policy. Right. Well, th- that's the exact point. I mean, they had they had campaigned on helping Americans, you know, with everything under the sun. But is this, you know, uh, uh, is this the best use of the majority that they were desperate for? Well, what's the saying? You you campaign in poetry and you govern in bullshit, apparently, <laughs> yeah. is, 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 is what they're doing. They have no legacy for policy in this Congress. It is a do-nothing Congress. Well, it hold is- on, hold on. Are, are you suggesting that their, that their uh, important 
steps forward on gas stoves was was nothing here. Well, by the way, don't forget ceiling fans. Ceiling once fans, they right. solved once they solved the gas stove issue for the American people, they moved on to ceiling fans. And if we could just get the trifecta of water pressure and showers, then then this will really be this this Congress will really go down in history. Well, come on, they got Donald Trump is selling pieces of his suit. <laughs> okay, right. he, he he's he's you know the nation's best blender salesman on QVC. He's cutting off pieces of his suit and trying to sell them. And and like you know, there's someone in their basement going, "Honey." Can we can we get a piece of the suit for two fifty? Yeah. yeah, most Americans don't have enough money uh, to spend on a four hundred dollar emergency, and yet Donald Trump is out there hawking for two hundred and fifty bucks a pop pieces of his clothing. No, no, he's he's saying that the economy is terrible. He's saying the employment levels are high, both of which are not true. He's saying inflation is out of control, also which is not true. He's saying gas is five, six, seven, eight dollars. Good to know he can count in a row. Uh, also not true. Uh, you know, we've seen the latest economic data come out. The Fed is holding interest rates. Things are turning around. And and Donald Trump wants to tell people in the same breath, I know you're suffering. I know things are so terrible. We're losing the country. You can't afford groceries. But while I have your attention, if you'd like a piece of my suit that I was arrested in or my J6 suit from January 6th or the suit I wear with Vladimir Putin or the suit I wore with Kim Jong-un, I will sell pieces of my suit uh, and you can frame that in your bathroom. Right, right. Of course. Uh, always enough money for that. Always enough money for scraps of Donald Trump's clothing. Don't forget. Uh, you know, this this whole effort, this whole impeachment inquiry effort was launched on day one of this Congress by Marjorie Taylor Greene. What right. does it say about the influence of the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the Republican Party that this is now moving forward? Well, you've been watching this entire Congress, even when Kevin McCarthy was speaker, they have totally been in control. The Freedom Caucus, and the fringe, the MAGA fringe have been totally in control. They kept Kevin from becoming speaker for a period of time. They then got Kevin to agree to arcane rules. They then kept Kevin to make, made, they made Kevin make a deal with the Democrats on the debt ceiling, on keeping the government open, right? They they didn't want to partake in that. Uh, and so they've been in total control. They then removed Kevin, okay? Because they were, even though they forced him to keep the government open by making a deal with Democrats, then that wasn't good enough. They removed him. And now the same thing is with Speaker Johnson. They have total control uh, in uh, in the small minority that the Republicans have. So what does it say? This is Marjorie Taylor Greene's party. It is. This is Donald Trump and Marjorie Taylor Greene's party. This is an extremist party. They are doing everything they can to go back to the minority in the House. I mean, they can't wait to get there. They're counting down the days because they don't want to govern. They actually don't want to be in charge. They would rather be in the minority and just say no to everything. And so it's been very clear. And that's why on the impeachment, you know, I said this in I said this in the hearing because the Republicans brought a constitutional scholar forward, right? Their own witness in impeachment in the impeachment hearing who said, based on everything we know, based on all the evidence that's come forward, it doesn't rise to the level of impeachment. It was completely awkward when when their own witness said that uh but that the witness also said that we shouldn't prejudge right we should do it based on the evidence and i said well hold on professor turley uh marjorie taylor green literally within hours of joe biden being sworn into office filed articles of impeachment and then everyone started copying her you know different members started filing articles of impeachment before a single hearing before a single deposition before getting a single document they looked at nothing and they said impeach the guy so let's not pretend 
all of a sudden it's based on anything they've discovered. Right. They said on the first week in office, we're going to impeach him. And now they're just trying to say, look at all of this information. They show pictures of boxes of documents behind them, which, again, their own witness says doesn't rise to the level of impeachment. Right. It's always been a conclusion in search of evidence since day one. And I would also add to your point that, you know, when you have these Republican moderates who are running for office claiming that they're different from the Marjorie Taylor Greens and Lauren Boebert's of the party, that when you cast your ballot for a Republican, you're not empowering those moderates because they cave every single time you were empowering the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the party. That's who actually wields influence in the GOP. So you can you can listen to this song and dance by those by those elusive moderates out there, but they're not the ones who actually hold or wield any power in that party. No, in fact, the only time they've shown that they're willing to put their foot down is when Jim Jordan was running for speaker. That was the one time you saw the moderates say this is not going to happen because they realized that they had voted for Jim Jordan, which people know who he is. He has name recognition. They would have been wiped out. They voted for Johnson, who nobody nobody knew who he was. So as a result, it didn't have that same sort of problem. Right. But look, they have the same issue. They have a primary voter. That's the same primary voter in all districts. These are Donald Trump, mostly MAGA, mostly extreme primary voters. It's not like the general election Republican voter. These moderates, they got to they got to make sure they don't get a primary challenge from their right. That's what they're concerned about. They know they couldn't go home and not take this vote on uh, on the inquiry because they people can still file right now and run against them from the right. So that's what they were worried about, you know. And so, you know, you, you only see them get any courage when they're retiring. Right. Even even with Kevin McCarthy, by the way, who immediately after leaving Congress actually stood up on stage at some at some conference or something and was basically like during the State of the Union, I looked at the Democratic Party and they look like America. I look at the Republican Party and it looks like the most exclusive country club in America. Well, look, and, and he's not wrong about that, but I'll give him a little bit of credit. He did spend time uh, in the offseason recruiting candidates, trying to get the Republican Party to look more like America, more women, more African-Americans. He actually did. He actually did focus on that. Now, I will tell you, that's like one percent of members, two percent of members on the Republican side. So, the, you know, they're only like several decades behind <laughs> right. the Democrats, 30, 40, 60 years yeah. uh, b- behind us. Uh, but yeah, no, that's a huge problem. But that's what that's really what Donald Trump is really talking about in his campaign when he says make America great again. What what he's really talking about is he's talking to non-college educated whites who yeah. he wants to appeal to who don't like that the country is becoming more diverse, that don't like that the country is necessarily becoming more progressive, who don't like the the youth of America and want to take us back to the 50s and 60s when, you know, everything looked great on black and white television on the four channels that they had. Now, I want to switch gears a little bit for this last question. Since he was expelled, George Santos has been making bank on Cameo. The other day he posted that he had shot 700 videos. And I think at last glance, he was making about $200 a pop, which puts him at about $140,000 in just a couple of days. What are your thoughts on Republicans like Santos perpetuating this reality that the GOP is basically just a politics to reality star pipeline. Well, I mean, here's what I would say, right? He didn't belong in Congress, okay, based on how he got there, based on the evidence that came out in the ethics report. He didn't belong in Congress, but he does belong in entertainment, okay? He is extremely entertaining. If he can survive, you know, the criminal justice system, 
I assume we'll yeah. see him on Dancing with the Stars soon. Right. I mean, you would totally watch a reality show watching George Santos like go to the grocery store and like walk his dog. Yeah, I mean, I'd, okay. I'd watch. I wouldn't tell anybody, but I'd watch. <laughs> right. No, I understand. Well, we we usually don't tell people most right. of this reality TV right, we watch. Right. But yeah, that's where he belongs. But no, that that it is part of some of the culture that we see from the right that a lot of a lot of what they're doing is entertainment. Just look at late night TV on Fox. That is not news. Sean Hannity is not news. It is pure entertainment. He's very good at it, which is why he's been there. And he's the longest serving TV show, news TV show uh, on TV still, because it's entertainment, right? All those shows late night and Fox are entertainment. They're not news. Uh, and so, yeah, there is an incentive there it, to, to, do, to go and do that uh, on the right, to be performative, because that's how you get Twitter followers. That's how you get media opportunities, right? Is to go and do that and to to fill that that gap of entertainment uh, in, in politics. But look, you know, look, as far as George Sandoz is concerned, you know, I look forward to the HBO movie. Uh, I don't know if Seth Green is available, but if I wind up being in the movie for a period of time, I feel like Seth Green could play me yeah. Most, <laughs> yeah. Mo most likely. Yeah. Well, well, I will. Uh, I, for one, will be watching, especially to see uh, to see your iteration uh, on HBO. So with that said, Congressman, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Happy holidays and uh, talk to you soon. You got it. Thanks again to Jared Moskowitz. That's it for this episode. Talk to you next week. You've been listening to No Lie with Brian Tyler Cohen, produced by Sam Graber, music by Wellesley, interviews captured and edited for YouTube and Facebook by Nicholas Nicotera and recorded in Los Angeles, California. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on your preferred podcast app. Feel free to leave a five-star rating and a review. And check out BrianTylerCohen.com for links to all of my other channels.